This is Good Together, the podcast that inspires you to create change in the world every day. I'm your host, Laura Alexander-Wittig, CEO and founder of Brightly, the number one destination for conscious consumers around the world. At Good Together, we value the planet over perfection and believe that you can make positive things happen for the planet every day by being a conscious consumer and an informed citizen. Listen in as I chat with various experts about living and consuming responsibly. living should be easy, but oftentimes it doesn't quite feel like that. Brightly believes that small, planet-focused lifestyle swaps can help us all fight back against climate change every single day. Part of being a conscious consumer means that when it's time to buy a new item, considering a product that is eco-friendlier than the alternative can actually make a difference. Brightly Shop focuses on easy, effective eco-products designed to help you reduce waste and make smart, planet-focused decisions around your house every day, whether it's stopping food waste with our Veggie Saver bag or eliminating single-use plastic wrap with our bowl covers. Pick from dozens of our favorite eco-swaps that have been thoroughly vetted and tested by our team, including yours truly, who has just done so much testing. <laughs> so head to brightly.eco slash shop and use code GOODTOGETHER to receive 20% off your first order with us. Hello, Good Together listeners, and Happy New Year! I am recording this episode on January 3rd, which is meaning that, you know, this is a really, really good time for you and I to talk about sustainable New Year's resolutions. So I feel like we get asked this question every year. People want to know what my resolutions are because I think sometimes people, if they they don't really listen to this podcast, they wouldn't know that I am on a sustainable journey just the same way you are, but sometimes people think I'm going to have these like crazy, wild, wacky resolutions. So we'll get to mine eventually. But I think the reason why we wanted to do this podcast was because the beginning of the year, for better or for worse, is a time of reflection for everybody, right? Like you look back at your last year, you figure what went well, what didn't go well, like what did you want to accomplish with your your year and you didn't get to. Um, and I think with that period of reflection also comes a desire to make, you know, goals or resolutions. And um, I am not uh, immune to that, right? Like I, like a, you know, like clockwork, every year I start wanting to clean everything and throw everything out. And so we'll talk about that a little bit in terms of like, I'm sure we're going to do more episodes later this year um, about you know, how to responsibly declutter and how to how to do things like that in, in a, a little bit better way than just throwing everything out. But I still myself have this like tendency to want to clean, want to start to work out, etc. So, um, you know, we talk a lot about how, how um, small changes can have a really big impact for the planet. Um, you know, that's a big thing we like to say on this podcast and at Brightly. And what better way to make a difference for the planet in a good way by creating a sustainable living New Year's resolution. So 
that's why I'm excited to talk to everybody about this today. Um, this is another solo episode, so um, you've responded really well to these in the past. This is just going to be me um, chatting with you a little bit over the next few minutes. And, um, you know, like we always say, if you have feedback on this episode or previous episodes, let us know. Okay, so like we like to do on this podcast, we like to kind of start off by setting the scene with a few stats, because I always think it's interesting to think about the scale of the topic we're talking about. So nearly 75% of Americans say they're going to make a New Year's resolution. So like, what, you know, basically everybody, <laughs> right? Um, out of four people, only one of them wouldn't be doing this. Um, but really less than 8% actually stick with those New Year's resolution. Um, and one of the reasons why there's such a high failure rate here is because a lot of times people are giving up um, on their New Year's resolutions because they're they're choosing really big, hairy, huge, but vague goals like I want to be more fit or I want to be more sustainable. And so because they're not specific enough, it's it's kind of hard to like hold yourself accountable. And a lot of times because they're so big and they seem like such a, I mean, they just seem overwhelming. Like, uh, you know, another a note said, I'm going to go 100% vegan. I'm not, but that was a note that we took. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, if, if you're going to literally go cold turkey, vegan turkey, haha, pardon that pun. Um, if you're gonna go cold turkey from um, eating normally, quote unquote normally, actually that's terrible, I shouldn't say normally, eating without a vegan lifestyle in mind, right? Because who are we to say what's quote unquote normal? Um, the, I think the prospect of going from eating meat and dairy and all those things to 100% nothing in like a day or whatever, it's just gonna, it's gonna overwhelm you. So. Like tip number one that we have is like just start small um, and be really specific. So yeah, instead of saying, um, the, the vegan example we could use, instead of saying I'm gonna go 100% vegan, you could say I'm gonna have one vegan meal a week. Um, and I think that's a little bit more realistic for most people. Um, you could even say if you think vegan is maybe too, even too much um, to accomplish like within the context of your family, like with mine it is, you know, we have a lot of different dietary things going on. <clears throat> so from my perspective, I'd say, look, maybe we're going to do one vegan meal a month and one vegetarian meal a week. Like I could like dial that up. So just kind of think a little bit about like what's going to be the easiest, maybe, I don't know, easiest to accomplish, not necessarily in terms of like skill level. So like, don't just give yourself a bunch of home runs. Although I suppose if you really if you're a person that likes to like check things off, maybe you do yourself some home runs and mixed in with the harder ones. I don't know. But I think in general, um, just wanting to make sure that you have achievable goals. We talk about that a lot in the context of like work and, you know, personal goals, but make sure they're achievable. Um, so, you know, that's, that's one tip I have. I mean, another tip that I have is to get, um, get inspiration from other sources. So don't feel like you have to like, come up, up with these on your own. Um, we're actually, we just launched a new campaign on brightly.eco. It's called New Year, New Sustainable You. And throughout the whole month of January, but then also through us through you, of course, we're gonna be sharing tips and tricks, you know, across the entire Brightly ecosystem, you know, social web, newsletter, etc., to help you make those small changes. So we're gonna be giving you some ideas there. You can also, don't forget, um, if you wanna, if you want to play along with us, we're going to have some activities and stuff. 
Don't forget to follow us on social or subscribe to our newsletter so you're not missing out. But um, another idea I had was like, you know, we have a lot of influencers and people that we follow online. We may or may not be friends with them in real life. Um, see what they're up to, you know, and if they haven't published anything, why don't you ask them in a comment and just say like, hey, I noticed you're like really passionate about, um, you know, we, we can, we're going to just keep using this meat, meat, uh, meatless uh, thought here. But like, I noticed you're really passionate about um, cooking, but I, I, you, are you interested in doing any kind of like plant focused recipes or plant focused resolutions could be interesting. Um, so just ask friends and family, see what they're doing. Um, it's actually a really good just conversation starter. Um, you know, if you're taking some Zoom meetings and things at the beginning of the year, like why not ask a new person on the other side of the line, as it were, what their New Year's resolution is? It might be kind of interesting, give you some, give you some um, ideas. So um, another tip that I had on really making New Year's resolutions that stick would be accountability. Um, so, this is one, and we'll talk about my own personal experience in a second, but in theory, and like they've done studies, I don't have the, the data right in front of me, but I, I know specifically there are studies that have been done that say when you make an announcement or you hold yourself accountable publicly, it's uh, there is a higher likelihood that you're going to see that goal period through and, and, and actually get it done. Granted, it's still not a huge, huge likelihood, but it definitely increases. So um, I think just, you know, making them small, measurable, holding yourself accountable, both internally and, and publicly, can really help um, give you some success. So, you know, the team wanted me to ask, wanted one asked me to share a resolution that I've, I've had in the past that I've been able to see through, through fruition. And I'm kind of like, number one, if you know anything about me, I am the type of person that the second I am told what to do, whether it's I'm telling myself what to do or somebody else tells me what to do, I always want to do the opposite. It's like a weird like rebel against the machine kind of thing. And so, um, and I actually, a lot of people in my life are like that. So the way, <laughs> the way that I manage other people who have these same inclinations is I like to do what, what's called, I call planting the seed. So I'll kind of put an idea in their head and kind of make it seem I'll put it really casually in their head and then kind of make it seem like they came up with that idea. And so the way I do this to myself is I, I don't know, I kind of just like put the idea in my head and I just keep reinforcing it to myself, but I never give myself an ultimatum. Like you have to do this, like you have to do this for your news resolution. So I don't know, I don't, maybe it's total mental block from my perspective, but that's just, just how I am. Um, and you know, if Eric, we need to get Eric back on the podcast, right? Like, did you hear his nuclear waste episode? It was so good. But if Eric was here, um, on the podcast with me, he would be shaking his head and laughing, but he's the same way. So sorry, not sorry. You know, I'm giving up all my tricks for, for managing him uh, right now. <laughs> but anyway, um, so one goal that I have that I can share that I was actually able to, um, keep, um, it was actually, I think it was over a year, um, was a few years ago, I decided I wanted to do a capsule wardrobe. And you've probably heard me talk about this a lot in past episodes, but um, I was coming from a place, I had just finished working for Amazon Fashion, where my whole job was to just be inundated with a ton of shoes and, and handbags and clothing every day. So my closet was overflowing um, with, with pieces that like, were really trendy, but they didn't necessarily fit me super well. And they also like, I'm like a very sensory person. Like I, I have a high, high sensitivity to like the feel of clothing on me or just like, I'm like super sensitive. Like I always listen to weird noises and I just, 
I have just kind of different wavelengths that I operate on. So I was like also feeling kind of weird about like the way the clothing was feeling on me because it was like made of polyester and just kind of a cheaply, cheaply done stuff. So I said, you know what? I am going to clean this closet out. I'm going to donate as much as I possibly can. Um, I sold some of it on Poshmark. Um, and then I took the funds from that and, and saved up a little bit. And I invested in um, a few really quality pieces. I also brought some of those quality pieces that I did have from my stash over into this capsule wardrobe. Um, and it was hard, like coming from a cycle where I was used to purchasing a ton of clothing all the time. Um, I grew up um, you know, in, in my, in my, back in my day, you know, I mean, it, it's still like this, right? Like when you're younger, especially, I think there's like a bigger fast fashion cycle that we all grow up in because we're growing out of clothes quick. We're, um, you know, surrounded by a lot of consumerism, I think, um, especially when we're younger that I was just used to new stuff, new stuff all the time. Um, so it was hard at first for me to not buy anything. Like, I mean, it was just kind of like, I, I bought my, um, capsule wardrobe that was it I was like I'm not gonna buy something I see on an influencer or something you see in a magazine or whatever I'm, I'm just gonna just gonna not purchase anything and after I kind of got over the hump which I think is a common thread right when you're trying to do any kind of habit there is always that initial period where you're gonna just naturally want to go back to um you know, the way things were just because we, we are creatures of habit. Once you get over that initial hurdle where you have to like actively be t stopping yourself from doing that, it's so much easier. Like um, whether we're talking about working out or dieting, exercise, I mean, anything like that. Um, it applies to most goals, most New Year's resolutions. And so once I was over that shopping itch, I guess, like it was so awesome. Like I didn't have to think about what I was going to wear. Like I kind of liken it to if you've ever gone on, a, if you've not done a capsule wardrobe, but you have gone on a trip where you just magically packed everything that you needed to wear and you had good outfits and you just, when it was time to get ready, you just open that suitcase and you knew you had a good outfit in there. That's what a capsule wardrobe is, but it's all the time and you're not traveling. And so I just always felt really put together. I felt a lot more confident because like I really loved all these outfits. Um, and I also like loved being able to mix and match the pieces too. That was kind of fun. Um, and so I actually took the same skill set and used it when I, um, you know, a few years back when I had to live um, in, in Santa Monica for a few months, um, because we were at the, Brightly was in that Snapchat accelerator program. Um, we were, I was going to be there for a few months, but you know, wait, COVID happened and all that. We all know how that story goes. But for the um, time that I was there, I used a capsule wardrobe. And so I like, wasn't stressing out about like, what am I going to wear to this meeting? Or what am I going to wear when I go out? Like I just, it was all ready for me to go. Um, um, removing that choice from me was able to, you know, it, it was just able to really be, I was in a much better mental space. So highly recommend that one. That was, that was a really good one. Now, some other sustainable lifestyle resolutions I can suggest. Um, and I'll tell you kind of my experience with these. Again, none of these that I'm going to share, well, any, none of these I've shared <laughs> have been like official ones for me, but they're things I'm always working on. I mean, number one, eating less meat. Um, so we've talked about this ad nauseum, but like it takes 1700 gallons of water to produce a single pound of beef. Um, but it only takes about 40 gallons of water to make a pound of vegetables. So there's a lot of, you know, costs involved with meat production. In addition to the fact that, you know, it is, um, you know, another, another bean, um, that we're, we're dealing with. So my family and I still eat meat, um, but we have cut out a lot of meat just out of our diet by just doing one meatless um, meal a week, 
it, it then's turned into a favorite meal of ours, so then we'll make it more than that. Like, it's just one of those things you just gotta have, start getting some really good recipes down in your, um, in your repertoire. Um, and also understand that like you don't necessarily, one, one thing that has been hard for us actually with meat consumption is, um, you know, my husband and I were trying to watch our weight and we know that we want a lot of protein. And so by default, you think protein equals meat. And so if I'm maybe going to make a, um, a pasta meal, typically I'd say, oh my God, we have to have a lot of protein in it because otherwise you just end up eating way too many carbs and it, you know, it ends up being, um, kind of a waste. And so protein for me would equal meat. Oh, we have to have meat in this pasta dish. Well, you can find protein in surprising places. One is chickpeas. There's a really, really good recipe that we love at our house. It's called, uh, pasta e keki. I, th I think that's how you pronounce it. I'm not, CC? I don't know, guys. I'm not Italian. It's C-E-C-I. I don't know. Like, I'm, I'm kind of thinking of, like, cacio e peppy. Anyway, don't go off of my pronunciation. Uh, just Google it. But that is a really, really tasty recipe consisting of uh, tomatoes, pasta, chickpeas, and a frick ton of garlic. It's so good. Um, our daughter, Brooksley, she's a toddler now. I can't believe it. Um, she loves this stuff. So I, um, I make that and it's just an amazing meatless meal. We don't even think about it. We don't think about it being a meal, a um, meatless meal. We don't think about it, um, you know, as we're missing anything because those chickpeas keep us really full. Uh, another food related resolution I can recommend is just reducing your food waste overall. So for instance, in that recipe I just described, it makes a ton of pasta, like a ton. And I myself, am not a huge leftovers person. I can usually stomach stuff for like one, maybe two meals after it was originally served. And I, that is a big deal for me. I used to not be able to eat leftovers at all. Don't know why mental block again, ridiculous mental block. Like I'm going to tell you why I don't know. Ridiculous. But, um, I've now gotten to where I can stomach leftovers, um, a little bit, but I can't do it for days on end, right? Like I can't eat the same thing over and over again. It starts really gross me out. And so when we have a meal where, um, you know, there's not really a way to scale it down. Like, so first of all, like before you even make a meal, maybe look at the serving size and see if you can scale it down. Like sometimes you can, um, but sometimes the recipes are like, you know, they're calling for like one can of tomatoes. So you're kind of like, I mean, I guess I could use half a can, but I need enough liquid to cook the pasta. So some of those recipes are going to be a little bit harder to scale down. So when you have food waste, freeze it, freeze it. We use our freezer so much. Um, what we do is we actually take one of those silicone muffin molds. Um, we, we sell those on Brightly, but you can kind of get them anywhere. Um, and I will take whatever it is that we made and I will spoon portions into those muffins, uh, muffin areas. And then I freeze it. So I don't, I just put the, um, the silicone muffin thing directly in the freezer. So I make some room, lay it out. And then once everything is fully frozen, then I take, I pop them out of the muffin mold. So you end up with these little like hockey pucks of food. Um, and then I put them in a stasher bag. Um, or if I've run out of stasher bags because I'm a real person and I don't have my entire home full of stasher bags, sometimes they go in a big Ziploc bag, which I try and wash and reuse when I'm done. Um, but I just throw those things in the uh, microwave when it's time to eat. So it's going to seem weird when you first start doing this. You're going to be like, why, why am I doing this? Because a crazy lady in a podcast told me. But when I tell you that is a life-changing hack, it is. And so we started doing it mostly for Brooksley, um, my daughter, but it works really well for adults too. Um, we also like to get creative with our sort of ends and stems, as you will, in terms of food waste. So um, 
I feel like most of the time, is it not the your luck? My Your luck might not be like mine, but I feel like with my luck, every time I go to make a recipe, the ingredients that I have to go and buy come in bigger quantities than I need for the recipe. And then I'm like left with like odds and ends, like a cup of broccoli here, maybe like a few peppers. And you're just kind of like, um, what am I going to do with this? And like vegetables go bad in the free in the fridge pretty quickly. Um, you can use things like a veggie saver or food huggers like we have on Brightly to prolong the life of those veggies, but there's only so much you can do. So one thing I like to do is um, just get creative with recipes. So either you can Google um, recipes with, you know, ingredients like broccoli recipes or something like that. So you can do that to try and get rid of stuff. You can also just do, we are big fans of like omelets um, or you know, any kind of, or salads, or any kind of thing where you can just kind of throw a bunch of stuff in together, and it doesn't really matter what you're doing, so especially with veggies. So get really creative. Um, with bee, uh, Brooksley, we call her bee, so interchangeable. We also have used food scraps um, in purees, so we have like a little baby food steamer, and we just kind of like, you know, if we had some extra fruit, um, we'll make like a fruit puree or um, veggies, we'll make a veggie puree. And it just, you know, it just, it ends up, um, she loves it. She doesn't care. So if you have a little one in the house, feel free. Hey, again though, as an adult, I don't know how many adults want to eat a vegetable puree. That might be kind of weird. Um, but you know, maybe you could put it in a smoothie. Why not? Let's Google that. Can you, I mean, Google some veggie purees that you freeze and put in a smoothie. I mean, I don't see why not. I mean, Costco sells those ready to go, like basically smoothie freezer pucks. So why can't we make them? Fruit and veggies. There we go. Um, and then, yeah, finally, when you're done, we've tried all these things. Um, don't forget to compost anything that you can't use because that is something that is is just also easy. You can't figure out how, what to do with it. Just compost it. Okay. Um, and then the last one I'm going to share in this in this realm and in the last, like I would say, decent um, idea in, in the food space is just use what you already have. And Eric, and actually, um, Tareen, our podcast producer, was like, can you share something that you your husband, you and your husband are working on together, Eric and I? And this is actually what we're working on. So using what we already have. And let me tell you, so we're actually very good at using our fresh ingredients, right? Because they're right there and the they're staring you in the face every time you open the refrigerator. Um, and it's pretty easy to, so long as you don't have a packed refrigerator, you can usually see what's in there and if it's going bad quickly. I mean, we're not perfect, but we've gotten a lot better at that. That because that really was one of our sort of like unconsciously spoken resolutions probably last year or the year before. Um, but the thing that we're terrible about is canned stuff, canned and dry goods. Our pantry is downstairs. It is a hellhole. You cannot find anything. It's scary. Um, and we like to go to Costco and buy things in bulk and we just have too many canned and dry foods. And it's gotten to the point where there's so much crap down there. In our defense, the um, pantry is like really old and really the, the, the depth of the drawers is super deep. So like you can literally stack a row of cans side by side that goes back like nine cans deep. It's like super, super dark. You can't see anything. So like we're not the worst people but we need to figure out a better solution, right? I actually even had somebody come over and help me organize this about a year ago. And it just quickly turned back into a hellhole. And I, you're probably laughing at me continuing to say that, but I mean, it's just, it's like the, my biggest embarrassment. So I'm, I'm sharing a big embarrassment with y'all. But so this year 
I was like, I can't live like this anymore. It, it's it's taking over our, that that room is our pantry, but it's also our laundry room. Um, and it's also a um a guest bathroom. So it's like a very multi-purpose room, and it's in the basement, right? So it's it's not. Don't picture like a powder room with a bunch of food in it. You're probably like, what? Um, I was like, I can't live like this. We're gonna do something about it. And what I what I kind of discovered was like, number one, we need to get things to where we can see them. And this current setup ain't gonna work. Like we tried to make it work. We've been in this house for about three years. It hasn't worked. We've tried a bunch of stuff. So what are we gonna do? I mean, number one, we're just gonna stop buying canned goods for a while, right? So we can put like canned and dry. We don't need any more pasta. We don't need any more canned tomatoes. We got those coming out of our ears. So like fight the urge to get those, okay? Um, and then the other thing is like, I'm gonna roll up my sleeves. My husband's making fun of me because I'm not the most handy person ever. I am gonna design and build us an Ikea cabinet situation down there. Like I literally over the weekend during our New Year's break, I went into Ikea.com and I just was like, okay, I don't know anything about this kitchen planner. I don't know what these cabinets are called, but I'm going to like go downstairs. I'm going to measure. I'm going to get us a solution. So I, and now that I've told you this, I literally have done this. I'm going to go when I'm done recording this podcast, I'm going to finish out my, my day's work. And then I'm going to order those freaking cabinets and I'm going to build them. My husband's probably going to have to help me a little bit, but Ikea, as much of a pain in the butt as it, as it is, there are instructions. So like, I'm going to get that done. I'm going to post some pictures when I'm done so you can keep me accountable. This is happening because not only is it going to make me feel better from a mental perspective, it's going to cut down on food waste in a huge way um, for me and my family. So we talk, you know, it's so funny, like the crossover between being quote unquote eco-friendly and just being organized is huge. And like, who wants to be organized? Like, we all want to be organized. Like, wouldn't it be nice if those wonderful women from the home edit could come over and just organize your life and then do it at a recurring basis, right? Because the other part is, like, keeping up with those systems can be hard. Um, but none of us really have the time nor the, like, energy to be organized. So, yeah, I mean, like, we do talk about that, though. We talk about how knowing what you have like knowing how to repair it and, and and all these things are really interrelated. So I'd have to say like, if being organized is not your thing, consider making one small part of your physical space, your organization project and bonus points if it's something like the pantry or your closet where you can start to incorporate some sustainability in there. Um, so that's kind of my, my general thoughts around New Year's resolutions. I think, um, a lot of people have goals around fitness and working out. And to that, I say the more that you can get outside and just like appreciate the natural world around you, the better. You don't have to like just completely um, exhaust yourself with every workout, like in a soul cycle or something. I love soul cycle, but you don't have to do that. Like you can literally just go walk around. You can start running. You can, you know, like experience your natural environment because I think we all just need to be a little bit more connected to it in general. Like just, just get out there. I mean, that's why the, don't the Japanese do something called like tree bathing. I just think that's so cool. And I, and I but I get it. Like I get that we need to be in more nature. Um, volunteering. Don't ever, don't forget. Like a lot of people will want to give back as one of their resolutions. So beach cleanups, um, shelter volunteering, both animals and you know, your, um, your neighbors. Like there's, there's a lot of things that you can do um, to positively impact the planet and those around you through the lens of sustainable New Year's resolutions. So 
I, um, you know, the last thing I'm going to say is don't forget, right? Like we are really big fans of progress over perfection here. Like I am nowhere near an eco perfectionist. I don't even think I know anyone that would fit that category. I know some, some maybe commenter trolls who pretend to be like them, but I don't think they are anyway. But like, do not beat yourself up about, um, you know, making a really big resolution, feeling like you, you've got to like outdo yourself and also just make sure that like, you know, we're that that you're you're patting yourself on the back and in the progress of a perfection thing, we really do live by it every day. And so I want to make sure that you're you're thinking about that as you think about your New Year's resolutions. And um the last maybe tip I have for you is like I we talked about accountability. Just make sure you're keeping up with us. Like we're gonna be sharing um our sustainable re related news resolutions at Brightly from our social team, etc. Like on all of our channels. So we're going to have some help. You can, you can come and, you know, comment, um, interact with like like-minded individuals who are also like thinking about their sustainable news resolutions, um, on our socials. So come join us. I think we can all kind of support each other and lift each other up. Um, but with that, I hope you have a wonderful, um, 2023. I mean, I can't believe that we're already in this year. It's both hard to believe and then not hard to believe, right? I feel like we're still kind of in like a COVID, uh, you know, uh, time warp, even though it's all kind of gone. I still feel like we're in a weird haze. So anyway, um, thank you so much for being a listener. Um, I'm wishing you all the luck in, in, in the new year. I already ate my black eyed peas. You know what I'm talking about? If you're from the South, we got, we, we made those earlier today or sorry, not earlier today on the first day of the, of the year. Um, cause that's when you have to eat them. But anyway, Hope you're doing well. Thank you so much for joining us. And as always, we'll have some show notes and more, um, you know, general materials and thoughts for you on brightly.eco. joining us on another episode of Good Together. To get show notes and more, head to brightly.eco slash podcast. Finally, don't forget to join in on the conversation with us on social, where I know you can find us at brightly.eco. Don't forget, we're all on this journey together. So have fun putting the planet first and stay curious.